Dear Stephanie, in the waning glow of my days, I write to you. As the shadows of regret stretch long and deep into the twilight of my existence, I pen these words, a testament of remorse and confession of deeds that I have long concealed. I understand if you find the contents of this letter hard to forgive, but I urge you to read it nonetheless. It's the least I owe you after all the hurt I've caused. Do you remember our childhood, Stephanie? Those halcyon days, basking in the soft glow of innocence and boundless dreams. We were two sides of the same coin, inseparable, sharing whispered secrets under the safety of our quilted fortress. Our laughter, unrestrained and pure, was a melody that danced in the warm summer air, a testament to our shared joy and sibling bond. The games we played and the stories we spun were our refuge from a world we were yet to comprehend fully. The garden was our kingdom, the treehouse our fortress, and we the invincible rulers. You with your wild curls and infectious giggle, me with my skinned knees and reckless courage. We were a formidable pair, two halves of a whole, united against the world. Those memories, now bathed in the golden hue of nostalgia, are bittersweet reminders of a time when life was simpler, and our biggest worry was who got the last piece of cake. We were oblivious to the trials and tribulations that lay ahead, the choices we would have to make, the lives we would inadvertently shatter. As we grew older, our paths diverged. I found myself trapped in a marriage that felt more like a cage. I smiled, I played the part, but inside, I was a bird yearning for the sky, longing to break free from the confines of my gilded cage. I was unhappy, Stephanie, a fact I hid behind practiced smiles and well-rehearsed laughter. In my quest for freedom, for a sliver of happiness, I stumbled, I fell, and in the process I hurt the ones I loved the most. I danced on the precipice of moral decay, succumbing to desires that promised me liberation, but in reality only shackled me further. I betrayed David, I betrayed you, I betrayed the sanctity of our family, and for what? A fleeting sense of satisfaction, a transient whisper of happiness. Stephanie, our childhood was a time of unblemished innocence, a period untouched by the harsh realities that would later unfold. Our laughter was the symphony of our youth, our shared dreams, the canvas of our imagination. We were children, free and unburdened by the weight of the world. I remember the sun-dappled afternoons spent beneath the old willow in our backyard. Its drooping branches provided the perfect shield from the world outside. We would sit there for hours, weaving tales of daring adventures and far-off lands, our young minds brimming with the thrill of the unknown. Remember how we would chase the fireflies at dusk, their tiny bodies glowing like miniature stars against the encroaching darkness? Those were the moments, Stephanie, that I now look back upon with a heart heavy with regret. If only I had known that the purity of our childhood was a fleeting moment in time, perhaps I would have held on to it tighter. Those times are gone, replaced by a bitter reality that I have brought upon myself. My choices have led me down a path of destruction, my decisions serving as the architect of my downfall. And yet, amid the wreckage of my life, the memories of our childhood serve as a haunting reminder of what once was, a time of innocence, a time of joy, a time of unity. It is these memories that now pierce my heart with a profound sense of loss and regret. If only I could turn back time, Stephanie, 
If only I could return to the simplicity of our childhood, to a time before the weight of my mistakes came crashing down. But time is a relentless force, indifferent to the pleas of a regretful heart. I am left with nothing but the bitter taste of my decisions and the haunting echoes of a past that can never be reclaimed. I found myself entangled in a web of lies and deceit. Unhappiness in my marriage to David became the fuel that ignited an affair. An affair that I foolishly believed would bring me the happiness I yearned for. It was with Amos, a man who, like me, was trapped in his own unhappy marriage. We found solace in each other's arms, basking in the thrill and excitement that our secret liaison brought. Every stolen kiss, every secret rendezvous was like sweet nectar, intoxicating and addictive. I was so engrossed in this newfound euphoria that I failed to see the destruction I was causing. I was no longer the girl you grew up with, Stephanie. I had turned into a woman I myself could barely recognize. The affair didn't last long. Amos, racked with guilt, decided to end it and reconcile with his family. I was left alone, abandoned, and filled with a sense of betrayal that echoed my own actions. I was a mirror, Stephanie, reflecting the pain and betrayal I had inflicted upon David. My world collapsed. Friends I had known for years turned their backs on me. I was the talk of the town, a source of juicy gossip. I was labelled a homewrecker, a cheat. The very people who I thought would understand me judged me harshly. And amidst all this, I lost you and the children. I dived deep into the abyss of alcoholism. It became my solace, my only friend on those lonely nights. I drowned my sorrows in bottle after bottle, hoping to wash away the guilt and shame that gnawed at my heart. But with every passing day, I was sinking deeper into a pit of despair. In the harsh light of reality, I was not the victim, Stephanie. I was the perpetrator. I was the one who had set the wheels of destruction in motion. And for that, I am truly sorry. It was David's letter that brought me to my knees. His words, so raw, so full of pain and betrayal, were a mirror reflecting the monster I had become. His words echoed in my mind, a constant reminder of the pain I had inflicted, of the lives I had shattered. David's letter was a revelation, a brutal reality check. It stripped me bare, revealing the ugly truth of my actions. Each word was a punch to my gut, each sentence a slap across my face. His pain, his hurt and his disappointment were all too palpable in his words. I was the cause, the architect of his misery. His accusations, his disappointments and his despair were a constant torment. I read and reread his letter, each word etching a permanent mark on my soul. I drowned in my guilt, wallowing in my self-created misery. In the midst of my despair, you reached out, Stephanie. Your love, your concern and your desperate attempts to pull me out of the abyss were my lifeline. But I was too far gone, too lost in my guilt and self-loathing. You tried, Stephanie, you really did. You offered me a shoulder to lean on, a safe haven from the storm that was my life. But I rejected your help. I pushed you away, convinced that I deserved to be alone that I deserved to suffer for my sins. The guilt, the shame and the self-loathing were too much to bear. I sank further into the abyss, losing myself in the darkness. Your pleas, your tears, your desperate attempts to save me were all in vain. I was beyond saving, Stephanie. I was lost, consumed by my guilt and regret. Your love, your concern and your desperate attempts to save me were all in vain. I was a lost cause, Stephanie. I rejected your help, I pushed you away, 
convinced that I deserved to be alone, that I deserved to suffer for my sins. In my final days, I was a ghost, a mere shadow of the woman I once was. I was alone, truly alone, and it was all my doing. I had pushed away the only person who had cared enough to help me, the only person who had loved me despite my mistakes. I am sorry, Stephanie. I am sorry for the pain I have caused you. I am sorry for the sister you have lost. I am sorry for the woman I have become. I am sorry for everything. In my final days, I was a shell of the woman I once was. I had lost everything, my home, my job, my dignity. My once vibrant life had been reduced to mere existence, a pitiful dance on the precipice of despair. My days were a blur of regret and self-pity, my nights a torment of guilt and loneliness. I was homeless, penniless, a castaway in the sea of society. But it wasn't the cold that chilled me, nor the hunger that gnawed at me. It was the crushing guilt, the profound regret, the unbearable loneliness that was the harshest blow. The streets became my home, the cold, hard pavement my bed. I was a ghost, unseen, unheard, forgotten. Each day was a struggle, each night a battle. I was a warrior in a war I had no hope of winning. In my darkest hour, I turned to my doctor. I went to his house after hours, driven by an insatiable desperation that had consumed every fibre of my being. Sleep had become an elusive phantom, a luxury that guilt and regret had robbed from me. I was a mess, a pitiful wreckage of a woman lost in the tempest of her grief. I begged him for the pills, the tiny capsules of oblivion that promised temporary relief from my torment. My pleas were desperate, my voice a broken whisper in the stillness of the night. I stood there, on his doorstep, a stark silhouette against the harsh glow of the porch light. He urged me to be quiet, his voice a tense whisper laden with fear. He glanced anxiously over his shoulder, afraid that our confrontation would disturb his sleeping family. But I was beyond caring, beyond understanding. I was a storm of raw emotions, a whirlwind of grief, regret and despair. I grew more belligerent, my pleas turning into demands. My voice rose in the quiet night, a piercing echo against the stillness. I was out of control, a puppet dancing on the strings of my despair. Tears streamed down my face, their salty trails a testament to my broken spirit. I was sobbing, my body shaking with the intensity of my grief. My cries echoed into the night, a haunting lullaby of despair. Eventually he gave in. He handed me the pills, his hand trembling as he placed the tiny bottle into my grasp. I clutched it like a lifeline, a beacon of hope in the darkness of my despair. That man, the man who had abandoned me, the man who had played a vital role in the tragic symphony of my life, was my last resort. But even in that moment, the harsh reality of my situation was not lost on me. I was alone, truly alone, and I had no one but myself to blame. That night, I returned to the house that was once my home, the house that had been seized by the bank, its warm, welcoming glow now a harsh, accusing glare. I broke in, the shards of shattered glass echoing the shambles of my life. I lay on the bed that had once held laughter, love and shared dreams. Now it was nothing more than a cold, unforgiving slab of regret. I read David's letter one last time, each word a piercing reminder of my guilt, each sentence a testament to my betrayal. With the letter clutched in my hand and a bottle of wine at my side, I swallowed the pills. One by one, I consumed my escape, 
my surrender, my end. The pills were my final admission of guilt, my ultimate act of contrition. And now, Stephanie, I must confess a truth so vile, so loathsome, that it feels like a bitter poison on my tongue. A truth that bears the weight of my guilt, my shame, and my profound regret. It was Amos, Stephanie. The man who seduced me away from our family, from my marriage to David, was none other than Amos. But the ugliness of my betrayal doesn't stop there. Amos was also the one who diagnosed David with cancer and the one who gave me the pills on that fateful night. I can barely bring myself to write this, Stephanie. The words are heavy, burdened with the weight of my sins. Each letter I pen feels like a nail in the coffin of my guilt. My hand trembles, my heart pounds, my conscience screams in agony. This is my penance, Stephanie, my cross to bear. Yes, it was Amos, our family doctor, our trusted friend. It was him. It was always him. David never knew, and to some degree it excited me. I'm ashamed to admit it, but I would be lying if I denied that, in the moment, in the heat of my affair, I felt alive. My betrayal runs deep, Stephanie. But my guilt, my regret is even deeper. I am the one who allowed him into our lives. I am the one who betrayed David. I am the one who shattered our family. Amos may have been the catalyst, but I was the cause. I was the one who set this tragic chain of events in motion. And for that, Stephanie, I am eternally sorry. As I pen down these final words, I am gripped by a profound sorrow that pierces the very core of my being. This is my confession, Stephanie, my final admission of guilt. My life has been a series of wrong turns and ill-conceived decisions, a testament to the devastating consequences of betrayal and deceit. I leave behind a trail of shattered lives, of dreams crushed and hearts broken. I leave behind a legacy of pain and regret, a family torn apart by my selfish desires. But most of all, I leave behind you, Stephanie, the sister who, despite everything, tried to save me from myself. In my final moments, I find myself yearning for the innocence of our childhood, for the warmth of our shared laughter, for the comfort of our shared secrets. But all that remains now are the ghosts of our past, echoes of a time lost to the annals of memory. I urge you, Stephanie, to remember me not as the woman I became, but as the sister you once knew. Remember our shared dreams, our shared laughter, our shared secrets. Cherish those memories, Stephanie, for they are the only legacy I can leave you that isn't tainted by my actions. I implore you, Stephanie, to learn from my mistakes, and to my children whom I have failed as a mother, I beg for your forgiveness. I was supposed to be your protector, your guide, your anchor. Instead, I became the architect of your pain a burden no child should bear. I am truly sorry for everything, forever in regret, grace.